This is young, passionate, and distracted. Praise God for coffee. Leaders in the making. It's passionate, it's strong, but it's also smooth. I got lots of questions. You have to have a backup plan. World-changing professionals tell their stories on how they stay on track in a world filled with distractions. You don't want it to be a crutch. The day that we live in is we have Facebook, we have Twitter, Instagram. You're not alone. There are people willing to help and resources available. We will help you find them. Welcome, everyone. Today, we have a very exciting episode with a young professionals. What would you call All right. I guess if you want to call me that, Yeah. Sure. What would you call yourself? Professional. Exactly professional? what you just said. There yeah. you go. You're almost a professional athlete, man. <laughs> Thank Can't. you. All right. So, our guest today is Logan. Logan, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Dude, I'm happy to be alive. Can't complain. Great. Right, Logan, we try to start every episode with a set of funny questions. All right. Ready. Just kind of so we can... Oh, awesome. Let's do it then. If you were a pizza topping, what topping would you be? Anchovies. Why? Because I feel like it grosses a lot of people out, and there's more to them than meets the eye. So you gross a lot of people out? or there's Well, more? okay, that shouldn't have worded it that way. But <laughs> I guess it's just anchovies are kind of, you got you to gotta get in there before you judge them a little bit. Yeah. And uh, I can come off sometimes as something that I'm not, and I, I don't know where I'm going with this. But I've never actually had anchovies on a pizza, so <laughs> I love. I those honestly kind of got it from Home Alone. If, hey, if it's in that movie, dude, I'll take it. If it's not in that movie, they should have put it in it. Whatever. All right, now if you could go anywhere in the world for one week, and I know that you travel the world, <laughs> where would you go? All right. Well, say I've been out of the country once, but okay. I would probably go to Japan because it's such a crazy place and it's very odd, and I kind of want to figure out what those people do over there that makes them so different. You know, okay. it's a very different culture. Perfect. All right. And then one more question. If you were a coffee drink, what would be your coffee name? Empty coffee mug. I don't drink coffee. Boom. That's actually pretty cool. <laughs> but when I do drink coffee, it's just black. Because yeah. I don't drink it for the taste. I just get it so I can power through whatever I'm doing, whatever task that I am trying to do with no sleep. Yeah. That's actually a pretty cool name. Can I have an empty coffee mug? Yeah, exactly. All right, Logan. Well, tell us something about yourself. Just tell us what's yeah, going on well, in your life. Yeah, well, to start, uh, I'm 19, originally from Amarillo here. I went to high school and then recently graduated, and I'm now a student at Texas A&M in College Station. And I'm a, I am train for powerlifting down there on their team. I played football in high school, and now I'm studying agribusiness down there. You know, you came from Amarillo, our community, and you wanted to go, you went to College Station. Did you always want to go to College Station? No, that was actually my last choice. Not last choice, but not my first, I'll say that. Okay. My, I and most of my family are from Nebraska originally, and so since I was a little kid, I wanted to go there in Lincoln. But around July, before coming to college, I got an offer from A&M that I, it, it was pending, but I finally got the offer. And decided, what am I doing going 13 hours away? Why don't I just go eight hours away? Which isn't a huge difference, but, you know, stay in Texas. And it's a little <laughs> cheaper because Texas is a good state. I love this place. And uh, that's where I decided to go. Uh, the funny part is eight hours and you're still in Texas. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, other places, eight hours, you almost cross our country. Yeah, seriously. Okay, so you went to College Station and you mentioned you're studying ag agriculture, right? Right. What made you want to do that or... Same thing? Did you just That's fall, a great fall question. into that? I mean, I have some family background in that, but honestly, it's just a pretty general, versatile degree because it's agribusiness is 
agriculture with business as well as business with agriculture. Pretty general and versatile because I'm not sure exactly what I want to do in, in a profession. So, you know, I can do a lot of things with that. Oh, man. What's something that I know about you that the listeners don't is that you mentioned you do lifting. Correct. You do power lifting. Yes. And this year alone, you you were in the USA team at the World Championships. That's right. Yeah, which is really cool. It's a pretty big honor. I've only been training seriously and competing for not even two years. I'd say uh, this March would be two years. And through the great people at A&M on their team with all the knowledge they've helped me with and my discipline, I have earned success there and went to the collegiate national championships last April and I won through the grace of God and was able to compete internationally at the world championships in the highest competition for my age in the world in, in powerlifting. And I went there this summer to a little town. I'm still not even sure how to pronounce it. Zerk, Poland. And it was a great experience, but I'm very glad that I was healthy enough and got the opportunity to do that. Girl, you mentioned the people at A&M that were able to coach you and, and tutor you and mentor you through this whole process. Yeah, definitely. But for every good athlete, there's good coaches, and there's a lot something inside of you that you have to follow a passion and a dream. Correct. There's a lot of steps, right? So tell me, what, what makes you passionate about... Well, I mean, if I could go back and go where it all started. Go ahead. In, in high school, I played football, and I'm a very small guy, so lifting weights, I started lifting weights to get bigger, and so I wouldn't die in football. But, you know, also, for, for a lot of people, high school is really good. For a lot of people, high school is really bad. But for most people, I think it, high school can create a sense of anger or anything. And most everyone needs an outlet of some sort, and mine happened to be weightlifting. That's where I would go every other day or every day. And that's where I would get it all out. All the frustration, all the bad times, everything I was facing, I would put it into the gym, into the weights, into squatting, benching, deadlifting to get better for football. And then I ended up really liking it. So after football was over, I, a senior year, I decided to start training for a meet in powerlifting because that's the sport that involves what I love to do. All right, just real quick so people know, yeah. powerlifting, just, can you just let us know what powerlifting is and what does it consist of? Yeah, well, when you think when most people who don't lift think of weightlifting, they think of the Olympic, the Olympics. Uh, and the people there do only two lifts. One is called the snatch, one is called the clean and jerk. Powerlifting is not that. Powerlifting consists of three movements for competition, which is the squat for people who don't specialize in weightlifting, the back squat, which is the bars on your back, the bench press, and the deadlift, where you just pick the weight up. And that that's what powerlifting is. Oh, sorry, man. I didn't want to interrupt No, that's you. okay. Just, just wanted people to know. So you, you, you're passionate about it, and you go into it. I just wanted people to follow your conversation. No, that's a good point. But you were telling us now. So, yeah, in, in after football was over, I trained for a meet. My dad and I drove to Oklahoma City for a little local meet. I competed. I won by a lot. And I really liked it. And when I decided to go to A&M, I factored in the decision that they had a very high achieving powerlifting team there, very high achieving nationally and have a really good history. So I took that into account. When I went there, I joined and have had great success through you know my own merits and as well as the people there who are more experienced than I am, who know a lot more and have taught me most of what I know. So it... For an athlete to be able to perform at the world-class level like you have, mm -hmm. it's a, a full-time job. 
Really. Yes. And then you also have college at Texas A&M, Definitely. which is a full-time job. Yeah. And then you had to enjoy your life and live your life and be able to live with yourself through this whole process. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how you, how, what is a day for you, a regular day of training, school, and, and life goes? Well, this year it's a lot better, but last year, freshman year, I lived in a building with, I'd say 90% people who did not like to weightlift or be disciplined in any area that involved not drinking. And What? Yeah. College? Oh, I know. It's okay. crazy, right? Yeah. For any If any parents are listening, college people don't drink too much. Not at all. It's water. <laughs> it's water, I promise. So, but what I mean is it was, it was a good exercise and discipline because the whole year, a lot of people who lived there didn't, you know, didn't understand what I was doing and thought I was kind of weird for doing it and not going out and partying a lot, which is fine. I'm not in that crowd anyway. But this year, specifically, I live with people uh, who don't lift, but they're understanding. But as much as powerlifting is a team sport, I say that, you know, I'm on a team and everything. It really comes from within. And it's, it's an individual thing because you have to be the one to get up every day and go to practice and push yourself and eat the right things, buy the right things to eat, track what you're eating go to sleep at the right time, drink enough water, stretch out on your own, you know, do the foam roller, all that good stuff. It really is, I, I think, you know, every decision I make factors in to what I want to be in the weight room. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do that, you will fall short of what you're trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. And I think it's even more so harder because it's not an official NCAA sport, which means I don't have that pressure of, you know, if I miss practice, I'm cut and my scholarship is gone. That's not what it is. This is all voluntary. And it, you say it a lot. Football coaches say it. CrossFit people say it. All athletes say it. But you're, it really is true as much as it is cliche. If you don't do everything right, you're cheating yourself. Mm-hmm. That's it. So I kind of forget what the question was. I'm going off track. But that is... I, that's a typical day for me is is going up, going to school, trying to eat the right things, make sure my posture's okay so I don't you know have a bad back and sore back. Coming home, rolling out, doing homework, and going to bed with enough sleep for the next practice. What time do you usually wake up? <laughs> On the weekends, like noon. And okay, so catching up to sleep. Yeah, definitely, we'll call it that. And then on the weekdays, around eight. And yeah. then you say you work out first? No, I don't. I work out in the evenings. So eight, then you go to school? Yeah. Come home, do some homework if I have time. And then I go to practice around six. And it's it's six to nine, three times a week. So sometimes more. So three hours. Yeah. And I'd really say honestly four to five because the hour before I'm spending, you know, getting my bag ready, preparing a meal for myself. And getting mentally prepared, especially during times of really, really tough competition where a meet is coming up really fast. I I really do have to get mentally prepared for every practice because that's preparing for the end goal. And if you're not prepared, you're going to walk in there and not do well. So that that transitions perfectly into what we're saying that you have a passion Mm -hmm. and you really are chasing after. It's very clear with what you're telling us. But there's always a lot of distractions. Right. You yes. mentioned the distractions your first semester with all the college kids and they're wanting to party and all that. And mm-hmm. you, you were the outlier. You were weird to their eyes, but a little bit, they yeah. didn't know what, what was going on. How do you avoid distractions like that? 
Well, I think first off, it's a mindset because, you know, you're only weird to other people if you think you're weird to other people, I think. And and if what I'm saying is I think most, I'm not calling myself dedicated, but most really, really dedicated people who are just obsessively going after what they want are going to be considered a little weird because they're not, you know, by other people's definition, human, as in they don't like to take a lot of time and goof off and be distracted because they're so focused on what they're going after. And that's okay. You know, that's, in my mind, that's a very negligible price for, yeah. for being good at what you want to be good at. And that's, I, I really honestly don't care too much. There you go. Hey, and that's one of the things, right? You maybe have to be crazy enough to be yourself and follow your passions. That's what it means to, you know, you don't want to be with everybody else, right? No, and honestly, some things like this, you have to be a little stupid to do too. <laughs> what do you mean by you have to be stupid? What does that mean? I mean, you just have to not really weigh the cost in your mind of what is this really doing? As in, oh my gosh, you know, you're starting a business. What, what am I going to do uh, if it fails and I, I fall under the, in the red financially? And what if... Uh, all these risks, if you really look at the risks, it's, it's, it's very risky for, you know, wanting to be a successful weightlifter, wanting to start your own business, etc. What I mean by stupid is you got to look at that and say, no, nah, that's, I'm not even going to worry about that because I'm going to risk it because this is what I want to do. That's mm -hmm. what I mean. Let me ask you this. You had all this experience. You have all these things. Are you still going to try and competing internationally? Oh, most definitely. Uh, at least for the duration I'm in college. Mm -hmm. I, I really believe First off, it was the most fun I've had, if not ever, in a very long time. So how did you do internationally, by the way? I did very well for myself, I'll say that. Being the youngest there, I still, I, I only got fifth place, but that's okay because I did very well for myself. It was a great learning experience just to be there and see how that's run and how international championships are, getting to interact with people from all over the world. And, you know, honestly getting my butt handed to me by some of the best mm -hmm. was great motivation to come back. Mm -hmm. And now I see who I'm really up against because when you're training, I'll put it like this. If you're the best in high school, you think you're pretty good. And then you go to college and there are all these people who are going to kill you because they're way better than you. But in your fairy tale lane in high school, you think you're the best mm -hmm. when you should really be comparing yourself to the people above you who you will be going against. And that's what I mean where As in, in local meets here, I, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I'm, I'm better than a lot of the people there. So if I go around comparing myself to those people, and I, I think I'm pretty good and I'm pretty set. But what I should be really comparing to is those little Asian kids who mop the floor with me at Worlds. That's who I should be comparing myself to. And now that I know their numbers and how they do and how everyone internationally does, that is a great motivator. And as far as uh, keep going... I don't think anyone training should ever stop unless you're detrimentally injured because even if your passion is not weightlifting, I still think it's a great hobby because it's a catalyst for every other discipline in your life. Like I said, all the discipline that goes into, like you put it, the full-time job mm -hmm. of lifting, as in sleeping, eating, actually lifting, which is in my mind is the easy part. If you think about all that, that discipline will transition into other areas of your life. It just will. Because how I think, if you want to start writing or start your own business and you're already very disciplined at weightlifting, 
I wouldn't think a person who's disciplined in the area of weightlifting is going to slack off when it comes to other things because you've already built that mental highway in your brain, you know, of, of those distractions are going to be put aside because I want X goal. Now the X goal has changed from weightlifting to starting my own business or writing a book, you know, or getting my degree. So that weightlifting, if you're already there and passionate about that and disciplined, that will change into every discipline in your life for every passion you want. It's a great catalyst and that's why I'm keep going. I will keep going. Perfect. Now, let me ask you a question. What's something you wish you knew when you first started? First started college or weightlifting? Whichever one you want to answer. Yeah, okay. I guess since we've been talking about a lot, weightlifting, the first thing I knew or the, something I wish I knew is to not not care what other people think when you're first starting out. And that's hard to do because when I first started out, I was, <laughs> I was lifting baby weight mm -hmm. and I've been injured a few times to where I can't lift anything heavy and I have to come in lifting weight that really hurts my pride. And if you're in a gym or other people and they see you lifting that, it's very, very easy to look at other people and look at their glances at you and read them as, oh, they think I'm weak or I am weak or I'm nothing if that's where you put all your chips in, in your identity, which is another conversation. But you know, I wish I learned, look, that doesn't matter. Everyone has to start somewhere. And even if you're really good and you get injured, everyone has to start over at some point. Even the best fall down, mm -hmm. as they say, as uh, what's that song? Collide says. That's right. Even the best fall down sometimes. But that's something I wish I would have known is that it doesn't matter where you start or anything. It really does matter where you end up through hard work. Perfect. And is there anything you want to talk to or mention to the listeners as we're wrapping up this podcast? about you know being passionate about being young and about avoiding distractions just one quick little thing you want to let them know you know it, it's going to be rough <laughs> and you know i sit on here talking like i'm the moral authority and the greatest but i'm not and you know it's it's hard for me every day and i'm not saying i'm disciplined to the t every single day but it's consistency that really really drives it home because there are days where most days i don't feel like going to school or going to the gym because it sucks and it's hard But when you do the hard things and you get out of your comfort zone, I feel like that's really where all the fruit is. So just keep going. One of my one of the uh, quote that I really like is by Winston Churchill. He says, "If you're going through hell, keep going," which is something that I really think of often. Mm -hmm. So it's gonna suck, but keep going if you really want to achieve. Perfect, man. Well, Logan, thank you for being here with us. Yeah. We appreciate it. If anybody wants to check it out, keep your eyes on Logan and his powerlifting because he's going to win us a medal one day. <laughs> you have a good one, guys.